All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. I am your host, Smitty, back with another one. Today, we're going to be talking about perseverance. So real quickly, I'm going to define perseverance for y'all as defined by Google. You know, I love Google and it's defined as persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So as we continue to journey through this episode, keep that definition in mind. Um, as it pertains to perseverance, I'm going to tell you all a story about my my senior year of undergrad. You know, when I was getting my bachelor's degree, man, it, that the whole college process was a journey and there's a lot of stories to be told. But just in that one year itself, that senior year, you know, I was a fifth year senior. I was you feel me the four year degree, five year plan. I know some of y'all can relate. So that 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 second senior year. <laughs> Just that year alone, man, there's there, there's so much to be told. Um, And the story all starts with a car. So the car I had at the time, uh, I had a 93 Camry with like 200,000 miles on it. Um, <laughs> And that joint broke down and it needed to be fixed. And it was like $1,200 to fix it. And I paid 1500 for the car. So I said, no, I'm going to sell it. So I sold it on Craigslist to some dude in Waterbury for like 500 bucks. So now I got uh, 500 bucks in my pocket, no car, and I need to find another car because I live on campus and I have internships for my senior year that got to get done and I need to drive to. And if you've ever been in Danbury, public transportation out there sucks. <laughs> so it was no way I was about to do that. I'm not paying for no Ubers and all of that. It was slow for all that. So I needed a car. So. Of course, if you need a car, you need to get a job. So I got a job working at Pinkberry. Um, and the Pinkberry I happened to be working at, I thought it was going to be the one close to my job which, or close to where I live. You know, I live in Bridgeport, so I thought it was going to be the Pinkberry in Fairfield at the time. And it was the Pinkberry in Darien. And if anyone is familiar with it, it's not there anymore. But it's on the I-95 rest stop. <laughs> so already problem number one i don't have a car and my job is on a rest stop on i-95 like around exit 13 i think it was 13 so how am i get there <laughs> so there was there was a way where there's a will there's a way perseverance part one um i had to wake up and i would either get a ride to the train station in bridgeport or take the bus catch that number six you feel me and then take the train all the way to Darien. And then from Darien train station, you got to walk maybe like a mile and a half up the post road, cross this bridge that takes you over to the other side of the highway. And then there's this little forest and in the forest, there's this path. So you walk on that path for like a minute and a half. It takes you to the back of the I-95 rest stop. <laughs> and I worked the morning shift. I was I was an opener, so I had to be in there early, chop up all the fruit, you know, everything kosher and fresh at Pinkberry. So I did that. And I, my first day, I kid you not, I got uh, when I got to the part with the forest, a bee stung me in my eye. <laughs> so first day of work, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I ain't know where I was going. I'm running through the forest. It's a whole lot going on. I done been through the train, the bus, and the forest, and then a bee stung me in my eye. So now it's the first day, and I'm learning everything, and my eye is swollen. I look like Will Smith and Hitch <laughs> when he was eating shellfish. I look crazy, but I had to do what I had to do. So I did that for the summertime, saved up money, and was able to buy the car that I have now. Um, it was a blessing, and it helped, you know, 
catapult me into being able to get to my internships. So now summer is ending. School is about to start. And I had a housing issue. So I really didn't have any money to live on campus. And I didn't want to commute because that commute from Bridgeport to Danbury is really annoying. Um, And then to do it for internships as well. So like every single day, I I really didn't want to do that. So I was prepared to be a couch surfer. I I already in my head, I was like, I'm just going to stay in some people's room or I'll sleep in my car. <laughs> I'll take shower in somebody's room. You feel me? I'll go to the locker room, take a sh- do whatever I had to do. And and that's where my mindset was because I've always been a, we just going to find a way to make it work kind of person, whatever the issue may be, whatever adversity I may be facing at the time. I'm so much of a person that's like, okay, I mean, it is what it is, but we're going to find a way to make it work. I don't even really try to stress too much what's going on in the present because I know God has a plan for my future. So I, I, I try not to stress it too much and we're going to find a way to make it work. So that's how I went into it. And, you know, trusted God with the situation. And then my, my best friend, uh, Isaiah, <laughs> he was a RA and he was like, yo, Smitty, there's a RA position. We need somebody ASAP. They, they're probably going to interview you tomorrow and they're going to hire you right away. <laughs> so, you know, I drove up there did my interview. My interview was in a supply closet, like, cause they was renovating the floors and all the offices. <laughs> so I, my, my interview was in a supply closet and I got the job and then they was like, yeah, so, uh, we're going to need you to come up for training in like three days. And I said, Oh, it's lit. So I didn't really care too much about being an RA, but it was an answer to, you know, that problem, an answer to my prayers. Like I, I had a place to live. I didn't have to pay for it. I had food. I didn't like it was amazing, you know, and then I was getting paid to be there. So it was an answer to a lot of things, man. So and then it, it was so much I was thankful for in that moment. So now now that the housing is secured, my, my vehicle is secured. Now we just got to get through senior year. It's the last year. Let's make it through. So classes is going all right. I have my internship and this internship I had asked because you can give them uh, like suggestions on where you would like to be placed for your internship. But ultimately, it's up to the powers that be to decide in that department where your internship is going to be. And I wanted my internship to be in a high school setting because that's the age group I ultimately wanted to work with. That's the group I felt like I connected with the most and felt the most inspired to work with. And I felt like I had my the most of myself to give to that group. So I wanted to be in a high school and a lot of my other peers, some of them ended up in high schools and they got what they asked for. And they threw me in an elementary school and I hated it. (laughs) I really did. And it's not that I didn't like the kids. It just did. It just was not, the social work I was trying to do and it didn't fit me, you know, like it's, it's, it's beautiful to want to help people, but you got to be in your lane. You got to, you, you got to be in your lane and do your thing. And you, 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 you can't be something that you're not. Um, so I kept trying to make it work. Um, the woman that I was working with, it it was not a good fit. She didn't really understand me. I, she really didn't like me. She, she never admitted it, but <laughs> it was just a terrible fit. You know, some things are just, they're just not meant to be. And I knew that, but I came in there every day trying to make it work. 
And there was there came a day when I got an email from her and from my professor and then my professor called me and professors don't call people, <laughs> but she called me and um, she she was an amazing professor, man. She always went to bat for me. I love her. But she um, she called me and then she, they let me know that I was being let go from the internship and <laughs> for what they never told me. Um, they never gave me a reason. They just told me I was being let go. And I promise you, I was on time. I was always there. The kids loved me. <laughs> you know, Smith loved the kids. So I never saw what I did wrong. It was never explained to me. It was never expressed. I really, truly think it was just a bad fit. Um, I don't think our personalities clashed. She definitely didn't use me to my potential. She gave me a lot of busy work to do and wasn't really trying to teach me social work. So I was kind of happy to be out of it. But the downside to it is like, I need a certain number of internship hours to graduate or else it's not going to happen. <laughs> and I'm not trying to come back to this university and pay for another class. We're going to get it done. So there's this huge meeting with everybody in the social work department and just me. And it's, it's, it's like this big table. I'm at the head of it. The director's on the other head of the table. And then every teacher in the department <laughs> is sitting on the sides and I'm telling you, they was grilling me. They was like, well, why did this happen? And why did that happen? Why should we keep you here? Do you think you can do this? They was really trying to kick me out the program. And I promise you, maybe two of them teachers liked me. Maybe three. And then the rest of them did not like me. Um, I really had a rough time in that program. And I think it was mostly because and this is not me trying to like just just pull a card, but that program at the time was really run. Everybody in the program was a white woman except for two professors. And I was a black man in a white female dominated space. And I, there was a huge disconnect on them being able to understand myself and other classmates that looked like me. There was maybe four black men in the entire program. And we ran into similar instances, <laughs> not to the extreme of mine, but the level of attention that we needed from some professors was it, it varied drastically. And the level of attention that you would see other people get that did not look like us was crazy. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. So um, I'm in there fighting for my life <laughs> like yo don't kick me out the program and the, the, the thing that helped me is i came in there with a solution like the moment i got fired from my internship on my day off <laughs> i had went and found my own internship and that was at abcd in bridgeport abcd it stands for action for bridgeport community development they've since changed their name but um my mentor at the time warren gill he worked there i spoke to him went down there met with everybody and we connected and he said you need an internship come see me come holler at me man so thank god for him god opened that door for me and you know when i was in that room even though it looked like it, all the walls was closing in on me and it was slow because i came in there with a solution and i was confident in myself none of it phased me and we was able to get through it and we made it work and you know, to God be the glory, man, I was able to get that internship, make it happen, catch up on all my hours. And eventually that internship turned into a full time paid position. So 
it was a beautiful thing. Um, but my school struggles didn't stop there. <laughs> so not only was I let go from my internship, but I ended up being let go from being an RA as well. <laughs> I ended up being let go from that as well, man. And that was a, that was interesting. I'm not going to elaborate on that one too much, <laughs> but so now because of that though, um, I don't have anywhere to stay, you know? So, and it's the middle of the semester, spring semester, you know, most places are full, you know, most room and board or, or the, the, the residence halls are full and all those other things. But thankfully, um, even through that, you know, they suspended me at first and I was on suspension for maybe like three weeks. So I didn't have to do any of my RA duties, but I was still getting paid and I still was getting to live where I was living for free. So that those three weeks was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it was a lot less stressful, but, um, Ultimately, I was let go and they found a way to make it work where they found me a place to stay um, and they prorated everything. So I didn't I, it, it was more or less kind of like a discount for where I ended up staying. Um, and that ended up working itself out. Um, another piece of the puzzle, you know, perseverance wise, you know, because you, you just got to it, lo it looks murky. You know, the end goal is to graduate. And there's so many things that happen in between. While I was an RA, you know, for the social work program, you have this like senior project where you got to like do a, a, a it's almost like a science fair. But for your internship, and you put together these elaborate boards and you present in front of people and you have your professional attire on and people come take. It's a big thing. So I'm up at the desk, <laughs> the, the front desk of, of the building I was working in. Doing this project, it's like two in the morning, maybe two thirty. So and on a weekday. So it's not like it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday It's lit. People are moving. It's a whole lot going on two in the morning. It's like a Tuesday night. There is nothing going on. I'm up to two thirty in the morning at the desk, gluing my project together, making it happen, doing what I have to do. And the next thing you know, somebody walks in the building. I'm like, yo, what's up? He said, oh, what's up? And then he's like, hey, you know, um, by the way. I think there's somebody outside on the bench and I think they're like, they're throwing up or they're asleep or there's something wrong with them, but they're outside on the bench. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> As an RA, the last thing you want to do is write an incident report. Cause there's hella paperwork and there's so much behind you. You don't want to do it. You'd rather just act like the incident never happened. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's about to be the wild incident report. So I step outside, I see the young lady on the, on the bench and there's vomit on the ground and she's like halfway coherent in and out. And she's talking to me and she's like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I exist. You know, she's talking about she was drinking and she was taking pills and she was trying to kill herself and end her life. And she's like questioning her purpose and all these different things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. Wow. OK, I was just trying to get my project done, but I guess we here. Let's do this. <laughs> so, of course, the social work hat came on, and you know, I'm talking to her, being there for her, supporting her, you know, and of course, there's all these different things in her system. So we call the ambulance, you know, whoever else needs to come. The police came and they ended up taking her to the hospital and she was she was she was good. She was all right. But that was such a big moment for me that like I had to go after it was all said and done. I had to go in the back and I just cried. I let it out and I was like, dang. 
this is a lot because I'm already dealing with the stress of trying to get this project done, get through school. I done been fired from the internship. <laughs> it's like it's so the, the project I was doing was on the old internship that I'm not even working at no more. <laughs> so it was so much going on. And now I got somebody outside who is struggling with purpose and just trying to take their own life. And, it, you know, had I not been there, I don't know what would have happened to her, you know. Had that man not walked by and said, hey, I think somebody's outside. You should go look at her because he wasn't going to look at her. He kept it pushing. <laughs> but had, like, had I not been at the desk doing my project, you know, who would he have told? He might have just went to his room and she would have stayed out there. So that was major. Um, That was major. It was stressful and it was a lot. But we kept it going, man. We kept it going. <laughs> then, you know, so now it's spring semester. We get later into the semester and my friend, one of my close friends from back home passes away. Um, and I had just seen him a couple weeks, a month or so, two months before that. And he had been in, in, in the prison system and I hadn't seen him in a long time, man, over a year. And I didn't even know he was out. And then <laughs> randomly, he 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 came up to Danbury and came to check us, man. And it was it was amazing to see him, you know, because I hadn't seen him in so long. And I feel like to this day, I feel like he came to see he, he was able to see everybody he needed to see before he passed, you know, before he went back to be with God. But, you know, I saw him maybe like a month before that, after not seeing him in over a year. And then he passes away, you know, so unexpectedly. And it it floored me, man. I, it was hard to wake up every day and go do homework and go do this and do that. Cause I was so happy for where his life was going to go. You know, um, I was having dreams about him and his future and all these different things. And I was excited to see where he was about to take his life because he's, he, he was an amazing human being and <laughs> you couldn't spend more than one second around him without him putting a smile on your face. He was just that kind of person. Um, but it was it, it 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 hurt it hurt a lot man um so that definitely threw a wrench in my schoolwork because it's just hard to focus you don't want to go to class you don't want to get out of bed the depression is starting to hit you and it's just sad it's sad you know any any loss is a tough loss but that that one hurt a lot because of who it was and how i hadn't seen him in so long um so now that's on the table and I'm working through that. And as I do everything, you know, it's that's in the back of my mind. You know, he passed. I think his funeral was in April and I had to walk and graduate in May. And it hurts to this day that he couldn't be there for that moment and that we couldn't share that moment together. Um, that's that was a lot for me. So we had to fight through that, though. You know, we had to persevere. And now it comes to uh crunch time you know you got to get your your senior thesis done your capstone paper done so it's, it's go time it's a lot of all-nighters <laughs> a lot of a lot of this a lot of that a lot of coffee a lot of time in the library so now it's me isaiah and june and we we at it we got to get our papers done we came in together we're gonna leave together we're gonna get this done you feel me bad boys for life <laughs> we're gonna get this done so I remember it so vividly, man. The day I finished my 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 capstone paper, I we had all gone to the library 
stayed in the library as long as we could until it closed, maybe around midnight doing what we had to do. Then we left. It might've been even after midnight. I don't know what time they were closing when they were staying open for finals, but it was late. So now the only other computer lab left, cause you know, my laptop broken at the time. No, we ain't really have laptops like that. So you got to go to the computer lab, <laughs> the 24 hour one. And it's hot in there. It's not a lot of computers. Sometimes they shut themselves off and the printing sucks. It's a whole lot of problems in that computer lab. Hopefully it's fixed now. But we went to the computer lab and before we even got in there, I went to sleep because <laughs> I was tired. I, in the middle of the student center on the floor in the commuter lounge, I went to sleep. I slept for like 45 minutes, opened my eyes, got up, started typing, going to work on the paper took another little nap <laughs> got back and knocked that paper out man but the level of perseverance the level of persistence you know like the fact that i was able to get through everything i went through and then now it's time to type this paper i'm in the computer lab till it closes the the, the library till it closes i'm sleeping on the floor in the student center because i know if i go to my room it's slow i'm not gonna do no work it's due tomorrow just the level of dedication um to getting it done because the ultimate goal like i said we're gonna get this degree and there were so many hurdles so many roadblocks so many challenges so many things that pop up that you can't control some things you could things could have gone differently or you wish you did that or you wish you did this but at the end of the day if you have a goal in mind you know and i've said everything i've said to lead up to this point is if you have a goal in mind and that goal aligns with your purpose and you're really about it Nothing should stand in the way of that, whether it's you may have lost someone, whether it's you may have lost your job, whether it's you may not have the best living situation, whether you may have lost this internship, whatever the case may be. There's nothing that should stand in the way of you and your goals as long as it aligns with your purpose, man. Um, And it's something that's fruitful and beneficial to you. You know, you if you have a goal like that's toxic or whatever it may be. No, but if it's lining with your purpose and what you're meant to be here for and what you're trying to do and you're trying to better yourself and be better for the people around you, there's nothing that should stand in the way of it. It it gets hard. It's frustrating. It's challenging. And a lot of times I want to quit. I know other people want to quit, but you can't quit, you know, and whether you get there in one year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, you better get there. <laughs> the job needs to be completed. It needs to get done. And it's a job that's been tasked to you, you know, because it's your purpose and it's your ambitions, your goals, your dreams that you have to manifest and bring to reality and bring to life. And for anyone who is is, is tired because <laughs> I find myself tired a lot or frustrated or you just find yourself in a space where you're like, yo, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Remember why you started. You know, remember what got you so excited to do this in the first place. Remember what made you say, man, yeah, I really want to do that. Or I'm going to dedicate myself to this or I'm going to invest in this or I'm going to de de devote my, my time and energy and money and resources to this. And once you remember that and tap back into that, the rest is going to be easy. You got to make it work. There's nothing that should be standing in the way of you and what you're trying to get to. You got to persevere. Um, and the story doesn't even end there, you know, because 
I missed some classes from my friend passing away. I missed a lot of uh, gym classes. And the fact that you just got to take gym in college is stupid. It's beyond me. Um, So the dude gave me an F for the class. So then I had to retake it in the summer. It was it was a lot. It was a lot going on. So even when I walked, I wasn't done. The journey wasn't over. I still had to take a class in the summertime and get it over with. And then I owed the school money. So they didn't mail me my degree right away. It was like almost a year later until the, before the degree came in the mail. But when it came in the mail, best believe everything I went through was worth it. <laughs> it was absolutely worth it. And if I had to go through it all again, I would do it all the same because at the end of the day, we got to get it done, man. So perseverance, you got to get through it. You got to do it. There's no way around it. You either you you're either going to go <laughs> when you're faced with a roadblock, you're either going to go around it over it or through it but there's no turning back <laughs> so make it happen don't let anything stop you be motivated be consistent be persistent and persevere until next time this is daily dimensions shout out to everybody listening i appreciate the love i appreciate the likes the comments the subscribes the sharing on the stories and just the positive feedback so continue to be great remember it's difficult but it's not impossible Till next time <laughs>